Hello, this is Snigdha from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Tuesday, the 18th of February. Poll strategist turned politician Prashant Kishore addressed the media for the first time today after his expulsion from the Janta Dal United last month. Now that he has added another feather to his hat with the Ahmadmi Party's victory, he has redirected his attention to Bihar. He announced a new outreach program called Bad Biharki. The focus of the program is to reach out to thousands of the state's younger voters. The move comes amidst rumors of Kishore forming a new party for the upcoming Bihar Assembly elections, which are likely to be held in October this year. On being asked about this, Kishore ruled out forming any political party or joining one ahead of the elections. He said he has no intention of joining another political party or forming a coalition. And his sole focus for the next 100 days is Bad Biharki. Kishore also used the occasion to lash out at his former party chief and Bihar chief minister Nitish Kumar. He threw a series of questions at the chief minister, including an important one about Nitish Kumar's governance model. He also alleged that Kumar had made an ideological compromise to stay in the alliance with BJP, saying that the party is with those who are soft on Gandhi's killer Nathuram Godse. He said, and I quote, for me, Gandhiji and Godse cannot go hand in hand, unquote. The Supreme Court on Monday set up a mediation team under senior advocate Sanjay Hegre to talk to the people protesting against the Citizenship Amendment Act at Shaheen Bagh in Delhi. For more than two months, hundreds of protesters, mainly women and children, have been demonstrating in the South Delhi locality. As we all know, the Act has been widely criticised for selectively providing citizenship on the basis of religion and excluding Muslims, leading to protests all over the country. The Apex Court was hearing petitions filed by lawyer Amit Sahani and Nankishore Garg seeking that Shaheen Bagh be cleared of the protesters. It will hear the plea next on February 24th. The bench said that though people have the right to protest, they cannot block a road to do so. Justice Call, who was a part of the bench, said, and I quote, Democracy works on the expression of views, but there are lines and boundaries. If you wish to protest, while the matter is being heard here, that's also okay. Blocking traffic and causing inconvenience is our concern. Unquote. In a related development, the Delhi police today said they filed a charge sheet on February 13th in connection with the December 15 violence at Jamia Millia Islamia University, which erupted following a protest against the CAA. In the charge sheet, the police has named Jawaharlal Nehru University student Sharjil Imam as an instigator. The court in Delhi sent Imam to judicial custody till March 3rd. No student from Jamia has been named in the charge sheet. The police have attached CCTV footage, call detail records and statements of over 100 witnesses as evidence. A few days ago, a video surfaced online of Delhi police personnel entering the Jamia Millia University's library and lati charging students. The timestamp in the video was of the same day when the violence occurred in the campus, that is December 15, 2019. Not long after, India Today ran a segment where it claimed it had accessed uncut footage of the Jamia library violence, an elaborate video, not an edited one, of what transpired inside the library. Our reporter Ayush raised eight questions about the channel's problematic coverage. His report is titled, Jamia Milia Video, Eight Questions India Today Should Answer. To know more about what really happened in Jamia and how the Shaheen Bagh protests began, do read our ground reports on www.newslaundry.com. Newslaundry reporters have covered the topics extensively and our reports will give you a complete picture of how the events unfolded. And if you like what you read, then do consider subscribing to us. We are a 100% ad-free news platform because we believe that news can only genuinely serve the public when the public pays for it. Sponsored news always puts the interests of the advertisers first. So dear listeners, here's requesting you to pay to keep news free. 
Think of it as your contribution to keep democracy alive. The central government has started the process of delimitation of assembly constituencies in Jammu and Kashmir. The move comes more than 6 months after the erstwhile state of Jammu and Kashmir was split into two union territories and its special status scrapped. According to the Jammu and Kashmir Reorganization Act of 2019, which was passed by the parliament in August and came into effect in October, the new union territory of Jammu and Kashmir will have a legislative assembly, while the union territory of Ladakh will not. The act had stipulated that the number of seats in the Jammu and Kashmir State Assembly would be raised from 107 to 114. The delimitation is aimed at providing reserved seats for the scheduled castes and scheduled tribes. The delimitation commission will have 3 members: a serving or retired Supreme Court judge who will also be the chairperson, the chief election commissioner or an election commissioner nominated by the chief, and the state election commissioner. The Chief Election Commissioner Sunil Arora has already named his deputy, Election Commissioner Sushil Chandra as his nominee. The other two members of the panel are yet to be named. Talking of Kashmir, our reporter Ayush was there immediately after Article 370 was abrogated and he sent us a series of ground reports from there in pen drives because there was a complete communication blackout in the valley. For more insight into the situation, do read his reports. My favorite one is the very first one titled Pen Drives and Gumption: How Journalists in Kashmir Are Dealing with Communications Blockade. Remember Sainide Mohan, the serial killer who lured women on the pretext of a dowry-free marriage? He would rape these women and then kill them by giving them a pill laced with cyanide. Well, he's been sentenced to another life imprisonment for the murder of a 23-year-old woman from Kerala in 2006. This is the 19th out of 20 murder cases slapped against him. The Sessions Court judge sentenced Mohan to life and imposed a fine of 25,000 rupees on him. The judge said that the sentence will commence after he serves the sentence of imprisonment in the other cases. Earlier, he had been given death sentence in 5 cases and a life imprisonment in 3 cases. Two of the death penalties were later changed to life imprisonment. He was arrested from Bantwal in 2009 after which he admitted to killing 20 women. Jeff Bezos has finally woken up to the reality of climate crisis. The Amazon chief pledged 10 billion dollars to help fight climate change. The world's richest man said that the money would finance work by scientists, activists and other groups. He said he wants to work alongside others both to amplify known ways and to explore new ways of fighting the devastating impact of climate change. Writing on his Instagram account, Bezos said that the fund would start distributing money this summer. Bezos has an estimated net worth of more than 130 billion dollars so the pledge represents almost 8% of his fortune. Many Amazon employees have been urging him to do more to fight climate change considering he is literally the richest man in the world. There have been walkouts and some staff have spoken publicly. Compared to other billionaires the Amazon chief's philanthropic activities have been quite limited. His biggest donation before this was 2 billion dollars that he pledged in September 2018 to help homeless families and fund schools. Now for some homegrown stuff from newslaundry.com. We celebrated Newslaundry's 8th birthday with a live recording of our weekly podcast Newslaundry Hafta. Apart from Abhinandan Manisha and Mehraj, the panel included former India Today editor Kaveri Bamzai and stand-up artist of the AC Tehsi Democracy fame Sanjay Rajora. You can listen to the podcast or you can even watch a video on YouTube. Before you curse me for not telling you in advance, the video and the podcast both are only available to News Laundry subscribers. So if you want to see it or hear it, you know what you have to do. Subscribe to us and you'll get access to a ton of other fun content like interviews, comics and more podcasts. 
That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel. <laughs>